Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to Courtside Fracker and our finals preview pod. Going to go around and introduce the guys, but you should know most of us by now. Uh, got Sai with a throwback, uh, Spo in the background. How are you doing, Sai? I'm good, man. i got to represent for the nerdy man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kay, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Live and direct. Yeah, is that a, throw, is that a throwback Raptors jersey? You, oh, well, you know the vibes, Tracy. Oh. Do, doing it right. Uh, yes, a defeated yes. How you doing, brother? Boy, listen. The only thing making me feel better about this defeat is I bought my first golf clubs today, so I'm on my I'm on my uh, journey to rich man shit. I feel like <laughs> I fully just did it because rich people do it, and it's like maybe I could just go backwards and 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 do it that way but uh yeah no i'm still hurting bro it hurts more because we're actually like i deeped it i rewatched some of the games we're actually better than them like if it's fucked up we're actually better and we fucked up it's peak it's peak yeah i agree but we'll get to that and you know what yeah. we'll get to that we're gonna do a whole next thing in the off season jeff and i want you to be there mate i feel like you really had something to say that <laughs> no of course anyway and we got jeff how you doing jeff all good, brother. Good. Jeff, Jeff, that's your first for the courtside world, you know. And you're oh, man's warming up for a Lotus Opens again. I love bro, it. I love bro. it. I'm waiting, bro. <laughs> cool. So, cool. so let's get into it. Um, it's a few hours before game one of the NBA finals. Uh, on the East, we got Miami, who've come through their conference impressively. Uh, and then on the West, we've got the Lakers. I mean, it's LeBron James, man. He, he, he's he been to the finals. Only two people have been to the finals more than him. It's probably two of those Celtics that played with um, Bill... Oh, what's his name? What's the Bill Russell? Yeah, two, ah. two of the guys who played with Bill Russell. So, um, yeah. I mean, going in, I, I feel pretty much that everyone's favourite is, is the Lakers. But despite that, we all know that basketball doesn't quite work like that. And, and, and in Eric Spolstra, Miami probably have... 
pound for pound the best coach in the league, if not the best top two, top three coach in the league. Um, so anywhere there is a gap to be exploited, he will be trying to exploit it. And uh, we also know that on the Lakers side that after the top heavy LeBron and AD, that uh, that just quality on the roster kind of declines pretty rapidly. So there is opportunities there for Miami if they're able to execute correctly. So um, I'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, obviously, you're here as a part. Are you a Lakers fan again? Are you not? Because you, you were a Lakers fan. No, and... Are you asking? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm generally not no, sure. Don't, don't say you're not sure. You asked me several times. I told you I'm not. Okay, I'm not... so um, for those of you who aren't familiar, Jeff was a Lakers fan uh, and decided to kick rocks when LeBron came. Something to do with the young core, which we'll get into. Uh, something to do with the young core. Um, J- Josh Hart. Lonzo Ball. A bum call. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Puzma, influencer. Puzma, and and then who we got? Uh, Ingram. Don't forget Ingram. How much big baller brand clothes do you own, Jeff, to be that <laughs> You know what? I nearly, nearly spent like £500 on something and I didn't get it in the end. Big baller brand. Even Lonzo don't rep them no more. He tattooed over Wait. that mess. Did you receive the shoes? That's the important question. I didn't even order them. That's the that's the important answer. <laughs> uh, just for I anyone love... who listens like regularly, and, by, uh, just a quick uh, one. For anyone listens regularly and like thinks that Harold, like especially new listeners, who aren't used to the whole following player stuff, right? And they're like, "Who's this Harold guy following a player like that? Like, have a team, bro. Have some principles." <laughs> Jeff's like the anti-Harold. Yeah, it's, like, bro. Too principled to actually stay with the team because of what's come in. Like, love for that. While I respect it, you're riding with the wrong guys. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the journey these these two teams took to, to get here. So we'll start with LA. Um, they dispatched a plucky uh, Denver squad pretty handily. I'd pretty handily, I'd say. Um, Easy. Yeah, pretty handily, I'd say. I don't think any of us expected anything different. Um, but before Denver, they had the Houston Rockets. Jeff, you are a big fan of the Houston Rockets. And they also had uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, coming into this finals, uh, <coughs> you know how it goes. Before before they got here, it was like, oh, they got Portland. And then it was, oh, they got Houston. Then it was, oh, they got Denver. And now they've beaten all three in a gentleman sweep. It's like, ah, they didn't really have that tough of a tough of a run. But I wanted to go around and ask you guys what you actually thought of, of how the Lakers dispatched of the West. Um, I'll start with you neutrally, yes, because obviously your, your interests mainly lie in the East. Looking across to the West, to who the Celtics could have potentially faced, um, what were your feelings about how the, how the Lakers handled the, the competition in the, in the West? Do you know what? I, I know it sounds like revisionism, yeah? The only one I thought was a real threat to the Lakers was the Rockets, and that was more just stylistically, like, how are they going to handle it? And when you quickly realised, oh, all right, they can handle this, then I, then I had them as favourites again. I think people are forgetting that beginning of the season, which effectively is this time last year now because of the COVID interruption, there was only three people talked about at all. Bucks, Clippers, Lakers. No one else was talked about for the title at all. So if we're keeping that, that energy, all of these, these matchups were handy for them. I think Denver, Denver are a good side and an underrated side, but Janine made this comment on Sunday that the Clippers tired them out. Like, right, that's a bit of a stretch, but... They've come, they've had to win, what, fucking how many elimination games in a row? Like, that is exhausting. And I think they just couldn't get over that with, with LA. Portland, like, snuck in as an eighth. And I think the Lillard 
bombs just gassed everyone from the bubble a little bit. But can we look past Lillard and McCollum? They've got nothing. So that was an easy matchup in hindsight. The Rockets, what, yeah, like you realise once the stylistic thing wasn't as much of a mismatch as you realise then cool. Denver were a good side. I think they did really well to beat Denver. But then that is um, contextualised by the fact that Denver were like fighting for their life from game three of the playoffs, not even round two. Like Utah was a mad series. Clippers had to come three one down again. I think, um, but yeah, I think that's what we have to remember. It's like, okay, cool. For all the bums that are supporting LeBron and AD, the consensus was with those two, they were in the, they were the one of the only three people talked about realistically. No one else could talk about. No one else at all. And if anyone says that they did, they were lying. Cool, um, Sai, you were rooting for Denver. Uh, I think you, you're, you're tired of the glitz and glamour of LA and you just want a, a well-coached underdog team to, to rise, a team that plays good basketball, good schemes. Uh, actually, they're, they're wide open threes, actually make, make a bit of sense and come with the flow rather than being chucked out when the defence collapses on you. Um, what did you think of how LA dealt with Denver? Uh, it wasn't surprising, unfortunately because of the fact that outside of Murray and Jokic, again, you're, you're asking for Michael Porter Jr. to step up to a level that we've never mm-hmm. seen him step up to. And then basically they've started, they started the playoffs without Gary Harris. So again, you're asking someone to play themselves into form. Uh, so it was a long shot for them. Um, I was surprised they got past the Clippers, to be perfectly honest. So LA Lakers was a step too far for them. Um, it is disappointing for me, just from a basketball purist standpoint. I was hoping that the bubble presented something a little bit different, but the status quo always finds a way to sneak its back, itself back in with the NBA. Yes, man. Uh, Adam Silver's continued the the the, the rain, the rain that um, came before him and ensured that <laughs> he really wanted that Lakers Celtics. He he wanted that so oh, crazy. Man. He wanted that so badly, but he couldn't he couldn't quite get it to happen. Um, and we'll we'll hop back over to the East now, okay? And I'll get you to talk about somebody other than your Lakers because I'm sure you're going to be waxing lyrical for the next week or so. So um, looking at how Miami got got through to to the finals, they they beat the Pacers, four zip. They dealt with the Bucks. And then they dealt with the Celtics. Um, how impressed were you, and how much are you um, fearing or, or respecting them ahead of these finals? Uh, the respect is there because you know they got rid of Yanis and them, man. But then, like I said, like um, Yaz was saying, like hindsight's a wonderful thing because when you really got into it, even though they were on pace to win seventy odd games, we saw them no Yanis. And when you can't drive straight through a wall, then what really could they do? I mean, they looked a bit better when he was out of the team for those two games, but in reality, they dug the hole already. And well and truly, it shows that like in the playoffs, even though it's mostly 90% hero ball, that well-coached teams can make their way through. And obviously, they're very, very well-balanced. And it just happens to be that their best player, Jimmy Butler, doesn't care about scoring as much. He kind of is just, cool, let's win. Whoever's on is on, and I'll do my job. He'll get the ball the last two minutes, but he'll be in charge. So, they've dispatched the Bucks now get to the Celtics and like I said they probably should have lost that series if we're being honest I don't know how they got through that I think that's purely because the Celtics best two players are 23 and 24 and they are going to be the ones to carry over just yet maybe in the next year two years 
and you can't really have Marcus Smart jacking up 22 in an elimination game. Like, he's come a long way, but you're not Puck, so let's just wheel it back a bit and maybe play within your role. 22 so, shots in that um, Twenty-two shots in that game, too. That's, not, that's nasty basketball. He can't be shooting that many shots. I know who they prefer to have had 22 shots. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, before, before everyone gets onto onto Smart, Tatum shot 9 of 26. Oh, we'll get to that. I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm getting there. Don't worry, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Discredited, okay. but the point is that other players took shots that day, didn't make them. Yeah. So, Smart stepped up throughout the playoffs anyway, so I wouldn't really... This is the thing, as, as well with Smart, it's like, it's like you look in isolation, oh, he took 22, or oh, something was wrong there, and it's like... But he, he he has games where he takes 10, 15, and he's near 50%. He has those games. He, he can step up when, when the offence is falling, yeah. and then just him being that guy opens it up for people like Tatum. But yeah, it is indicative that things ain't working. Yeah. But to be honest, I think that's credit to Miami more than anything. Like, I think... I we we fought the first two games, um, and then they just had the mental ability to just be like, "All right, cool, we're not being caught." And I think that's the thing which, again, jumping forward a little bit, is going to hold them in such good stead in these finals. Is that if they get even an inch, they will take a yard and a mile. And yeah, you can't give them anything because they're so dogged and so they just play for everything. Yeah, between halfway through game four, their biggest lead of the whole series was like eight. So they were always within biting distance, which I feared was an issue out west with the Lakers in Denver. Because obviously they've been on their runs coming back from 3-1. But yeah, I think Miami are just very, very well coached. And their role players aren't drunkards like the Lakers ones are. So you kind of know what you're getting week in, week out with them. And obviously having Spo is a wonderful thing for them. Cool. Um, Jeff? Uh, Yas mentioned that he thinks the Celtics were better than the Heat. Uh, Kay's also mentioned it, but you seem to be more of the opinion that perhaps the Heat are better. So I'd like you to to maybe elaborate a bit more on that. All, all playoffs long, I was just never sure about the Celtics. I don't know if you don't remember, but I picked the Raptors to beat them in, in five. I thought the Raptors were considerably a better team. They shocked me there. But the Heat was always a step too far, not just in, even in terms of depth, but even if you break it down, once you go from Tatum and Brown, I still think there's a pretty big drop-off in terms of the next couple best players. Hayward isn't close to what he was about three, four years ago um, before he signed in Boston. Even before the series started, the people saying, oh, if Hayward comes back, et cetera, et cetera. I was always of the opinion that, I get it, if he comes back, he gives you 10, 12 a game, it's still something. But within the flow of an actual game, I don't really see Hayward doing too much to actually affect one. And... <laughs> I just never really felt like once you go past Brown and Tatum and Smart and this odd, you know, I wouldn't even call it odd games at this point because it's not fair to him. He's actually a much improved shooter to the point where you can say maybe one every two games will have a good one. But that's just not going to push you past a team like Miami, which doesn't. One thing about Miami that I like more than anything is that you can go on a run of about 15 to 2 and they'll just stay steady. They won't let it go. They'll say, all right, cool. We'll just keep plugging and plugging and plugging away, chugging away. And before you know it, a team like Boston, which relies on one-on-one offense too much, when the shots stop falling and Miami are taking more sort of, um, what's the word, smarter shots. I don't know if you can still see me. Can you still see me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. They're taking better, smarter shots. Um, just chugging the scoreline along. I just never felt like, 
Celtics had enough over the course of seven games to consistently beat or, or, or outscore the Heat, if you like, with Brown and Tatum having to do much of the, the scoring. If you're not going to get much out of, of smart maybe the odd game would. Hello? Every uh, other game. You're going to get There you are. There you are. <laughs> Oh, wow, this is... <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. Wow. <laughs> Jeff is in the Matrix. <laughs> Bullet time. Um, say yeah, that again. So if you're, you're not, not, not going to get... One. Yo, Jeff, you said you were like, uh, how, like, okay, it was more... The way you're hinting it is you go Brown, Tatum, uh, and then a big drop-off behind that, I think. Without getting too much into Celtics, I don't want to make this Celtics pod or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a big thing, but I think the, the positive for me is that our best things that we're talking about from all these series are the young ones. Rob Williams, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then the issues were Kemba Hayward, sort of more, more yeah. older players. Yeah. The way you're yeah. it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Celtics lack, or is it more that Miami just had too much? So you can look at it from both perspectives, definitely. I think I left out Kemba's name, and it wasn't even deliberate, but it just goes to show that in this series, it was a non a non factor. Now, my thing about Kemba, Kemba, aka heart attack Kemba. Go well, on, Kemba, heart attack Kemba, coronary Kemba. Um, <laughs> my thing about Kemba and a lot of guys like Kemba is just that he's too small. Um, there was a shot, and I know you've mentioned it before, Mario, um, Richard Goodman that we follow on Twitter. Um, he hates small guards, and I hate them myself. Not, not personally, anything like that. But there was a particular shot that Duncan Robinson took about two, three seconds in the clock. It was either in game six or game five. And he was about five, six, seven feet behind the baseline. Uh, sorry, the baseline. The, the three-point line. And had there been anybody else guarding him, he doesn't even get a shot off because it was about two seconds to go. But because it was Ken Bar, the guy was right underneath him. He's ri- risen up, right over him. And I was like, oh, that, this is just a perfect example of how... But it's not even It's not even just how... It's, I think, I don't know who said it. Uh, you, Someone in the group chat, if you swap Kemba for Kyle Lowry, you pretty much same height. So it's a fruit. Because yeah. at least you yeah. can still yeah. be effective. And it's not even just the height. Kemba is lost. Like, the guy's never had to defend in his whole career at Charlotte, ever. So yeah. he doesn't know how to run, follow a... Like, evade a screen. He doesn't you, know yeah. how to follow anything. He gets lost all the time. He's, he can't take a charge. The amount of... Blocking fouls, this guy gave away. Oh, he, he got so many in that series. Oh my word! And he's not going to learn at twenty-eight or twenty-nine. If we're being very honest, like he is what he is. Worse than that, mate. It's thirty. It's big three-zero already. Oh, it's 30, thirty. and it's and it's uh, consistent knee injuries as well. But it's like they lost Kyrie. They lost Kyrie scoring. But the step back though. <laughs> 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 He just got targeted. He got targeted throughout that whole series. Like, In every series, he got targeted, to be honest with you. But again, going back to Miami, I think I think that's a good sort of, again, jump-off point for when we say they're so well-coached. Like, okay, you can always say, oh, this player is maybe vulnerable. This player is maybe going to be an issue. But Miami were relentless in targeting him. Toronto targeted him, but it wasn't to the same degree. They were relentless in targeting him, in targeting uh, the mismatch with Tice and Bam, and and even Tice having to come out and guard Olenek at times. They were, they were smart in kind of who they had on Tatum and Brown, where it still freed up Crowder to go and take on some bigger mismatch. Like they, they are just so big on matchups. Um, Obviously, they're primarily zone, but they 
they know where to get their their mismatches. They know who they want to be running out of screens onto who. They're so well orchestrated with that that it, it's beyond theory. It's just like wherever the Lakers have those chinks in the armour, I fully expect them to be able to to take them out. Where yeah. where I where I see they will struggle is is back the other way. But we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we kind of get to the X's and O's and everything like that. Yeah, I think I think you, you mentioned it is is a nice segue to the X's and O's. Yes. So obviously, Sai, you're our resident X's and O's guy. So as as we're talking about how <laughs> as we're talking about how the Lakers and the Heat match up with each other. Um, Game one, how do you expect both teams to set up from the start? Do you expect the Lakers to go big? So we're talking JaVale or Dwight at the at the centre position and then you've got AD at the power forward, LeBron at the small forward, et cetera, et cetera. Do you expect the Lakers to go a bit smaller? But, but I mean, when they go smaller, it's still AD at, at the five. How are you expecting them to, to, to come out of the gates? I expect them to go big. Um, they're going to try and put bodies on Bam and just see how, how much they can wear him down maybe for some foul trouble. Um, it's going to be difficult because of the fact that they are going to play a zone defence. Uh, Miami are definitely going to zone on on LeBron just by virtue of Spo having seen how effective he gets by zone defences in the past. Uh, so they are going to throw a lot of different looks at him and try and force him to beat multiple matchups. And the best way to do that is to not immediately switch on screens, but try to funnel him into certain areas one-on-one duels for me the most interesting thing is how the lakers are going to have to try and defend against miami though um i don't think there's been another team that they faced who are as active off the ball um we spoke about the rockets the most static offense in the nba um the most hero-centric offense in the nba and I feel like that gave the Lakers a, 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 an opportunity to rest almost and sort of just cheat on certain matchups. Whereas they're not going to be able to do that at all. If somebody lapses in judgment just a little bit, maybe a Caruso or a Kuzma, you're just going to see uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero just spinning off his screens and running, running to their spots and just putting up numbers. Uh, so it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I think defensively, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that the Heat will be able to do a number on the Lakers. Um, but we shall see. It's a tricky one because ultimately, as bad as it is to say, it is AD and LeBron and they are yeah. expected to be there. And even though my, I think one of a friend of ours was saying like, Miami were the fifth seed, fine, they've done fantastic in the playoffs. But at the base level, if you look at it, when it comes down to the last few seconds or the last few minutes in, in finals games, especially all playoff games, more often than not, it's going to one person and it's a high pick and roll and then they're working off that. Even with the, the zone that Miami are going to probably try and employ. But with LeBron and AD, I think they're going to have to... They'll find, they'll find, I think they probably will find a way to obviously combat that. And yeah, like Jeff was saying earlier, if you've got to... Let the others let the others beat you. They're gonna try and take Bron off his yeah. game. Different looks at him. I think AD can probably dice up that zone just operating from the high post. He might be. We'll see what happens with that and what they throw at him. But in terms of the rest of the team, if they're on it, they're on it. And we've seen how off they can be going. Oh, I know it's a long way away, but the first game of the playoffs against Portland, that was 
if we're being honest, not far off their actual level. Because right now they're playing out of their skin. They've got the scheme and the, the defence kind of pushes the fast break and gets them kind of in their rhythm. Because well and truly, if it just comes down to them with trading buckets, I think we're a lot more likely to go stagnant than they are. Because if it's coming from LeBron or AD, we're good. But then if we can't get any momentum in defence, it's going to be a long night. So we'll kind or, of if, or, if, or if LeBron goes off the boil, like he, he has, obviously it's LeBron and you know he's turning it up for the finals, but there's been little clues that... Yeah, he's not the same man. He's, 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 getting, old, he's getting old, he's, he's getting old. It's, it's, year, it's year 17, people. You talk about people in the clutch there a little bit and like, look, last, last seconds, last moments of a playoff game or whatever. But we have recent, recent, recent evidence this year and last year for Jimmy that he is the man when it matters. And then, bam, with his concrete hand for that Tatum block is probably the best defensive play I've seen game winning in, in recent yeah. time as well. So, so they've got their share as well of, of, of players who can, who, can, who can make that difference. Obviously, like, listen, they, they've trounced us. I don't care, but there's two things. Number one, episode one of this podcast, I was bang on the heat. Number two is fuck LA every time. Right. So I'm all over my I was so interested to hear what number two was. Yeah, well, number two is the priority, really. But, uh, I think well. I've, I've, I've had a little, I've had a little side, like, side team crush on Miami all year anyway, so I'm fully on them. Uh, besides, the, besides the fuck LA, I would don't care if it'd be fucking Charlotte in the finals, I'd be up for them. Um, but... But yeah, I, I think I think there's a fair share of those players. You look at Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is not the same guy as in the regular season matchups against LA. Like this guy has transformed massively over that lockdown break. Um, just a word on the zone, and you talked about X's O's morale. Um, someone asked me like, obviously there's a lot of new listeners to this pod who are not uh, basketball aficionados. Like people were sort of getting into it and saying, oh, it's good because it keeps me out of it. I got some bridges. Someone was like, what's his fucking zone? What is this zone, bro? All I've heard over the last few Celtics games, I watch is this zone. And I think where LA could really hurt them, is I was like, oh, I don't know how to explain this in like one sentence. Someone don't really watch that. I was like, all right, imagine a wall. You can go around it if you've got the shooters to do it. LA, um, not really, especially with Danny Bricks. But you can go over it. And I think that's one of the ways where LA are really going to hurt them. There's this lovely little zone where the bigs at the front and the guards fanned out wide and everything like that, which Boston really struggled with. But that's because we have a German uh, who's 6'8", trying to get onto the dunks. And LA have their pick of Howard, LeBron, if he feels springy, even yeah. McGee. Um, and I think we're going to see a real, like, kind of, it's going to look old school at times this final. Yeah, it's, I reckon it's going to be ugly, man. Houston, I think I think Lakers are gonna go old and go bruising, um, and I think oh. Miami will be a little shock for them because they were bigger than us in in our last series, like man for man. We got some length and stuff, but you got you got Jason Tatum charging into Bam and Jay Crowder. He's never coming out of that without being flung the other way. So I think that'll be it'll be tough for Miami, man. Like that zone could just get broken straight through with a little drive downhill or just. I assume. You'd assume, yeah. Um, the Lakers are going to shred that that zone. I watched the two regular season matchups they had a couple of days ago, actually. Um, well, I didn't watch the, the first one in, my, in Miami. I don't know if you don't remember. It was about, I don't know, maybe 10 games into the streak they had at the start of the season. Um, and they played like a Friday night ESPN game that everyone sort of hyped up. And the Lakers just pulled away at the end. They played a second game in Miami, in LA, about a month or two afterwards. And 
Miami started really well. I think they were even up going into the second half. And the Lakers came out and just completely shredded the, the zone. Um, a lot of it was LeBron at the top of the key and uh, AD in the middle um, of the of the the in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, um, and it was just a whole lot of mid range and just you know getting into AD, shoving out to the, uh, the outside and people making the outside shots. So I agree that the Lakers are going to have to get a lot out of KCP, uh, Rondo, etc., etc. But the same way you mentioned. Um, the likes of Tyler Hero and what have you, they're not the same players they were months ago, Yasin. Um, that can actually go for um, uh, Caldwell Pope. It can go for Rondo. It can go for all of these guys who are fully contributing. They're no longer the bums they were three, four months ago. Mm. Are the Lakers going to be able to sort of carry this two man game? Through? And even if they do happen to, I think the Miami zone is the perfect defense if Miami try and do too much of it anyway for the Lakers to actually beat them with just two guys. Like, a lot of it will be LeBron and AD, and let's just pick it, not picking up, sorry, but, you know, get into AD. And like I said in the group earlier, AD will beat you four times with the mid-range. Like, it will pass the point of, oh, you know, like what we're saying with the Lakers shooters right now. If they beat you in the series, so be it. You know, people who say that about AD, well, not say yeah. it, but like, I, I'm sure there was a point in which people said, don't let LeBron beat you. But if AD beats you with the mid-range four times, so be it. Um, I think we're past that point now. You have to actively stop him to the point where you try and stop him first. Because Miami have the bodies to throw at um, LeBron. You can throw a bit of the corpse of Iggy. You can throw Butler. You can throw Crowder. Um, okay, interesting. So you say you can throw Crowder, but I feel like they may want to put Crowder on AD. Just because if, you put, Bam, if you put Bam on AD... Bam could yeah. easily just pick up two early fouls and then, yeah. you know... They're going to put, they're gonna put um, Crowder on AD for sure try and avoid Bam getting into foul trouble because that will be the Lakers sort of, um, uh, if you like, that will be their, their, what they try to hone in on, which is Bam makes that team go. So if you get him mm. three fouls, you know, towards the end of the, the first half, you completely change how he plays, Miami play in general, um, and you basically force them to become more of like a, a, a team that, doesn't go through Bam as much. And to be honest with you, going through Bam actually is what makes them the team they are. So if you mm. take that away from him and you know stop him from being the focal team on yeah. both ends of the court, then you just make the series so much easier. Um, but so they'll definitely put a lot of Bam, oh, sorry, Crowder on AD. I think, yeah, I think the other thing, you, you mentioned You mentioned uh, Jeff, the regular season. Like That's just yeah. one thing which people ain't really factored in when talking about Miami in the playoffs. Like Crowder and Iguodala are mad additions, which is good. But they don't have someone to replicate what Bam does. They just don't. They don't have another big they can throw in to do the same yeah. thing. So they I, just I, don't. I actually thought they might, um, as crazy as it sounds, might, might try and play a bit of um, my in this um, in these finals. You I might. You, you, don't be shocked if you see a couple of times, only because they're going to try and do as much as they can to try and stop Bam from, from getting into. But that guy's been waving a towel for like a month. Less yeah. more. He's not He's not warm. So oh, was Solomon Hill. I hadn't even... The ghost of Solomon Hill the other day didn't stop me out of my socks, bro. Mate, they can what, smell him, but he ain't playing. I can smell him on the side of the court, but he ain't playing. Bro, I, he pumped pump fake somebody. He pumped fake somebody. And I was just thinking, what made you think he was going to shoot? Like, what made you think, <laughs> what you think he was going to bite, son? Uh, honestly, yeah, the maddest thing is he well. got one rebound and then posed with the trophy afterwards. I was like, Another oh. thing as well. Is, but you know, Spo will do that. Like, when it comes down to it, he will try and switch it up and... 
I just won't be shocked if, you know, Bam has one of those games, especially in the course of the series where, excuse me, where maybe he has foul trouble super early. And you just see Leonard checking for even three to four minutes. He can still play. Mm-hmm. He's fully part of their rotation. It's only really been the playoffs that he hasn't been part of it at all. I think he came into it injured. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see, even if it's just two, three minutes, just to try and maybe get Bam Aver some rest or to avoid trying to get him any more foul trouble, depending on how the, the refs call it as well. I think you'll be, you, you don't be surprised if early on you see LeBron, AD, you know, chirping to the refs on the sidelines and what have you, just trying to get them to understand, you know, because Miami will understand that the only way in which they can win this series is to be physical, um, try and match the Lakers physical, because the Lakers are going to come up and say, yo, you guys form you know, Boston, you're, you're the bullies of the, the, the East. It's different over here, mate. Like, yeah, we, we're the real big boys. So, you know, Miami going to try and double up on, on their own physicality. So, yeah, you guys are right. It might even be a proper ugly series. Proper looking forward to it. But, yeah, I think the Lakers, yeah, should have way too much. I'll be honest with you. Okay. I mean, you say way too much, but I think if it does, if they cancel each other out physically, the Lakers will be good. I hear that. The, the, if the heat catch fire, they're off. They're that's off. What I'm scared of, and that's actually this thing. Sorry. But you're 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 living and dying by the free and all that sort of stuff, and you can go hot, go cold, and and all that sort of stuff. Like I've got it here uh, in terms of like three three pointers made. Like there was a real story of the of the series against us. So they 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 found it again and got 14 in game six. But a lot of them came late uh, where Celtics had kind of died off. But they started hot yet 16, 14. Then it's twelve, then it's ten, then it's seven. As 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 they're waning. Bro, uh, so that's what I that that's what I genuinely fear about Miami. I, I feel like Kanye actually mentioned that he feels that the Lakers are more likely to score. Uh, sorry, that the Miami are more likely to score consistently. I actually disagree. They have plenty of periods in which I think if Boston had more, if they if Boston had the third scorer in this series, and that's why I don't mm-hmm. think you guys were better. If Boston had the third scorer in this series, it was actually somewhat consistent. Okay. They were the one that threes and six. Because I agree, it was there for you. There were about four games in that series of six where you could say mm. Boston legitimately could have won that game, especially if they had somebody who was a bit more consistent so far as the first scoring option is concerned. Miami don't really have that. You can watch Miami and they can very, very consistently uh, over the course of a series have big scoring drafts. And against the Lakers, I promise you, if the Lakers go up 10, 12, I, I understand that basketball is a game of runs, but yeah. especially finals where I think things are proper, proper, proper going to slow down. If one team ends up building a lead of 10, 15 at any point in any game, I don't actually, I think the other team will have will become very, very, very hampered so far as winning that game is concerned. And I think it's more likely to happen to Miami over the course of a series consistently enough than it will happen to the Lakers. They will consistently score, I think. Can I just say, Jeff's making all these good points and I'm looking at him taking him seriously in these fucking sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, don't don't I let don't let don't let Jeff appear. Yeah, yeah. Don't let Wait, Jeff what, appear. Am I, what am I looking at here? <laughs> don't, let his, don't let his appearance fool you. He knows what he's talking about for real. First and foremost, I told you that great respect it right now, okay? <laughs> okay, cool. This is this is not cool. Have you this watched is... Uncut Gems before? Yes, I'm we have. Version. I'm the black version. Oh, all right. point, though, in terms of uh, runs and things of that nature, we saw in the OKC versus Rockets uh, series that when when Houston were able to build up leads, it was quite difficult for OKC to execute and keep it close. 
But in the games where they did manage to keep their execution up and basically just score consistently, when it got down the stretch and they started to play hero ball, uh, when Rocket started playing hero ball, it was very easy for OKC to just execute and sort of keep keep the games close enough to win it in, in clutch moments. Yeah. I think we'll be seeing something similar to that in this yeah. series. Um, we saw against the Celtics, again, as much as a lot of people were saying that the Celtics were the better team, I feel like Miami have have it in them to basically say to themselves, if we keep it close and we get it to the last two minutes, we know the frailties in that team. We trust ourselves to execute over us trusting them to execute, yeah. Precisely. It's, 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 a, it's a team DNA thing. It's, when it's grit and grind and effort, you always bet on yourself to be able to get a game-changing game or momentum-changing skill or block or even just a big shot. And we saw multiple guys showcase their ability to step up in those immediate moments and then yeah. someone else pick up from them and then playing team basketball to get them over the line. So I do expect them to be able to do that in this series too. Weirdly enough, I expect that from the Lakers as well. You say that, but we were saying before how maybe if the Celtics didn't have that have that third player, maybe to help push them over, but the average, the two main guys were 23 and 24. I know I joke, but the average age of the Lakers is 40, more or less. So <laughs> the mentality is very much different because well and truly, when it probably comes down to it, there'll be as many old heads on the court. You obviously got Bron and AD. But Rondo will probably be on the call as well with him. Did you see the Rondo quote, Canyon, recently? What did um, he... I think it's on your point here, which is it's a sick quote just to back it up. I don't mean to cut you, but he was basically like, this guy came in and won a chip in his second year. And then he's, what, that's 2008. And then by 2012, the guy was hurtling. So 2013, the guy's career was just spiraling, right? And he's had yeah. some shit years, some dead years. And he was just like, he's just been telling Kuzma, He's been telling Caruso, he's been telling all these younger lot, he's like, yeah, listen, this doesn't always come around. Like, you need to actually appreciate right now where you are, that you're in a finals. Because, like, that Celtics team could have made four finals. Yeah. They made two. And he, they got one. Like, sorry, they made three, got one. Um, bruv, like, they don't come around every day. They don't come around. And I think that's where Miami have that grit. But Lakers have, like you said, those that, that veteran leadership to just make you calm things a bit. Like, I, I hate on him. He's won, a chip with, he's won a chip with the Spurs and been a big part of that. Won a chip with Toronto. Been a, a fairly contributing member of that. So they've got people like that have been there. Obviously, JaVale, we laugh at him, but he's a two-time winner. Mm -hmm. like, he's been on the court in these big wins. Well, past the point of... of McGee can't play, he can play, he can play. But even I'm just saying, like the age, and obviously these men have been in these positions before. Like, I'm not saying like, Miami are going to be like a deer in a headlight or whatever, and maybe fail to execute down the line. But I feel when it comes down to it, Miami's execution is very much a team based thing. And if it comes down to the hero ball, it can probably be quite disjointed at times when it goes to Jimmy and maybe Dragic, because you don't really want Dragic in the last minute just throwing up some stuff and hoping for the best. But when it comes down to it, the you know what? I know you don't, but Dragic in that Celtics. I hear that. I hear that. Minutes, it's very different being the ball being in Dragic's hand in the last two minutes compared yeah, to yeah. other options. It could be in Rondo's hand, waiting for LeBron to get it. AD, you've got countless old heads there who can probably calm it down towards the very end and let's say execute to a much higher level than I think maybe Miami can. Even though their system and the propensity is 
maybe quite be outcoached by Miami. But I do think the quality in certain areas and obviously the experience might probably push us over the edge and maybe five, six. Cool. Uh, we've got a question from one of our listeners, Anik. Uh, he's asked about how crucial Butler versus James or, uh, yeah, Butler versus James will be in this series. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler is very much painted as the face of Miami. Obviously, we've spoken and you say Bam's the one who really makes them go, but, you know, Jimmy gets, a, Jimmy gets the, the ball at the end of the game. Him coming over uh, in free agency was probably the key catalyst to adding everything to what they had through the draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously LeBron James is LeBron James. I've, I've gone back and watched that last few minutes against them. I, must, I watched it about five times on Sunday and I've watched it probably about five times since. So, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about how the, the, two, the two key men, you could say, match up with each other. And I'll come to you, Sai. Um, yeah, just to get your thoughts about how uh, Butler and James match up. So they've, they've actually faced each other a hell of a lot of times um, in head-to-heads in the playoffs. Um, so they played 11 games total against each other, which is a fair few. Um, Jimmy Butler, quite early in his career, played some of the best defence I've ever seen on LeBron in terms of just slowing him down, disrupting his rhythm and sort of forcing him to do things that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with. got his name even. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so for for where their trajectory has gone, I do feel like they're sort of going to meet at a, a bit more of a centre point now. Um, LeBron isn't going to be forced into situations where he just has to beat him off the dribble as much. Um, he's a lot savvier than he was at the point where they sort of matched up. Um, and obviously with AD there, he always has an option to delegate, if you will. Um, for me, for me, I just I, I really struggle to see how Butler doesn't get the better of this matchup, though. Um, as odd as it as odd as it sounds, um, it's a real yeah. gasp of air. There was a real inhale from the Lakers fan there. <laughs> I don't not see. just not just the Lakers fan, boy. I saw Jeff step back. What out, is Talk to us, side. Talk to us, side. It's one of those things, like, as, as we've mentioned already, Jimmy Butler knows how to position himself as the most vital piece in whatever the team is trying to do. Um, so again, if they, keep it, if they keep it close, it's going to be a case where someone has to then stop a fresh Butler on offense. Do you get what I mean? They've got enough bodies to, to protect him on defense with Crowder, with Iggy, guys that have, again, shown that they can, at the very least, disrupt LeBron. So what's to say that when, when the game gets down to crunch time, we don't see Jimmy Butler turn into Jimmy Buckets and really start to enforce itself, itself on the game? All I see is this. more than possible. <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't go see ahead, it. Because I don't even know. Not even to be disrespectful at all, bro, but <laughs> if, if the matchup is Jimmy versus LeBron, this will be a very short series. Like, yeah, you <laughs> might be. Very, very, very short. Very, I'm sorry. Very you short. find yeah. a bigger Jimmy Butler fan than myself, at, at least genuinely, in the sense that for the last five years, I feel like everything he's said and done in the last two or three years has been vindicated with this moment here. Back when even Minnesota was the one that really annoyed me because it was so clear that that team just didn't even care. Like you could watch Towns and you could see he was playing like 50% within himself. Like he didn't really care. And it annoyed Jimmy. And obviously, as a big Kobe fan, I've hated seeing people get at guys who just really want to win. Yeah. And 
and win, want to win to a point where people look at them as the bad guy, whereas the guys that don't want to win, now that people have watched The Last Dance and heard Michael's little tidbits and heard him say stuff like, you know, oh, if you don't want to win, then don't be here. To me, it's like people are only now really accepting these guys for what they are, which is you need a guy like that if you're going to win any sort of chip or even get to this point. Yeah. But in saying that, this series can't go down to LeBron versus Jimmy, especially offensively. Oh. If it becomes a matter of who's going to be better defensively, of course, you should give the, the, the edge to Jimmy there comfortably. But offensively, yo, I don't know if you watch Jimmy like that. Not in the, again, not to be rude, but no, he's been, he's he been, he's bad been games. He can look like yo, he can't get, he can't buy a bucket. Even when he, you see games certain certain times when Jimmy gets like twenty points, you'll be like, yo, this was like a slog. Like he did everything to get to his points. You'll be watching Jimmy sometimes. It's like yo, you really struggle for these twenty points. Then there's other times you're looking at LeBron. Oh, thirty. Even didn't even notice, barely even notice, and as well, yeah. Jimmy works hard for his 21. I think, I think Jimmy Jimmy acknowledges that, and he started like getting to the line a lot, a lot smart. more. So that, yeah, and, and I think I that's gonna that could be that could be if he's targeting the right people and if he's seeing the right spots and putting some people onto their fourth or their fifth foul, that could be interesting as well. Yeah, so that's we, what Jimmy's really Jimmy good at. Jimmy, Jimmy will come downhill with the ball, realize the guy is in his fourth or fifth foul, whatever, excuse me, and um. Barrel straight into them and get the foul. So yeah. Jimmy's good in foul trouble, probably second to only harden the league so far as doing that's concerned. But again, now you're talking about guys with bigger bodies. Now you're talking about getting a whistle against LeBron, getting a whistle in the finals, getting a whistle against the Lakers. Proposition. All of that like a whistle against the Lakers. Save the best point till last year, It's like Man United at Old Trafford, baby. Put that amalgamation of points into all, all into one and sort of say. You know, how is Jimmy going to be effective in the series? It, it's probably not going to be from getting to the line. Um, I've always said, if you leave Jimmy open, it's a bad idea. But at the same time, like, that's not to say he's a knockdown shooter, anything of the sort even. So, yeah. I mean, Jimmy's probably going to force himself to, you know, step up and, you know, I need to give the team 20 points. And that might, well, per game even, and that might actually help, hurt Miami more than help yeah. them. If he allows the ball to just move around and just keeps being who he is, Jimmy Butler, I'm the leader of this team. Everyone knows I'm the alpha dog, but I'm just not going to do too much. The reason I like Jimmy in Miami is because he doesn't do too much and everyone knows he's a Boston. You see what I'm saying? Like, even the recent stuff with the jerseys and what have you, that's him being a leader. But in terms of that, like, he doesn't go around screaming, I'm the leader of Miami, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. It's more it like just a, makes the right play every time, man. I think it's, 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 it's the maturity as well. The maturity of how he plays, even off the court, you can tell Tyler, all of these boys, they look at him as like a big brother. Crowd has come down, he played with him at Marquette, and them two are like the big sort of like the road dogs of the team. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's all perfectly set up for Jimmy, 150%. But it's not set up for them to win if Jimmy's going to be the focal point of that team. He needs to accept that Tyler's a better scorer, Bam's probably more important to the team so far as if Bam plays well, the team plays well. Mm -hmm. Like, just grew all together as, like, the main man. I'm still the boss, but you guys are more important to me so far as your roles and our team are concerned. If that happens, Miami have a chance. If it becomes LeBron versus Butler, I promise you, bro. My, my, point, my point is more so, my point is more so, I, I have faith that Butler will approach the matchup like that. I'm actually not so sure. To be the heart of the team more so than the... He might try and do too much. He might try and say, all right, cool, I'm here now. It's my first finals. People are looking... I'm here. Like Jay yeah, I, I have that. I have that worry with LBJ though, because I mean, 
I don't think, I think, I think now, yeah, LeBron is so at peace in terms of like his legacy. All he's really doing is sparring with Michael, Michael Jordan. But oh, no, no, the only, no, the only no, thing no, that no, I feel, no, that, no. the only thing I feel that, the only thing I feel that drives him is that will and that want to win more and have more stake in that, in that um, conversation. But when I watch, when I watch how he plays and how he took over in the in the at the end of the game against Denver, how he how he sat there after Houston beat them in game one, he was just like, all right, okay, cool, cool. I, I, think don't, see, be, I don't see him being denied, man. Uh, bro, Mariah, let's let's not let's not gauge LeBron reactions versus Portland. Oh, we lost one game against Portland. Okay. Or or Houston. Like I'm sure every game LeBron is lost in this series, he's in at no point has he ever thought to himself, we're gonna lose this series. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like LeBron, if he loses and LeBron knows that he's under pressure, he's a completely different guy. I've seen. But LeBron... do you think he comes out of? Do you think he comes out of any game in this series thinking, oh, even if they lost game one, do you think he comes out of it thinking they can beat them? So this is the one series I feel like, apart from the Clippers, where I genuinely felt like, if the Lakers lost game one, they'd actually be in a dogfight. I thought they'd lose game one against Houston. I thought they'd lose game one against Portland. And I said both times, I don't know if you remember, Morale, they're losing five or they're winning five. Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. On both times and win straight four straight. They did that on both, on two occasions. Denver, I thought they were gonna sweep based on matchups, not based on Denver being a bad team, but just matchups. You got AD on, on Jokic and basically LeBron switching on to Murray anytime Murray starts heating up. It it shuts the whole thing down very quickly. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The heat are different. And like I said, obviously, when it comes to the heat, they're gritty, they're the kind of team that aren't gonna allow you to just kind of like blow them away. Even when you're up 10 or 15, they're going to keep chugging away. You see where I'm coming from. But in this series, yeah, I, I, I just think it's going to be a pretty short series if, if, if we look at LeBron and think, oh, how is he going to match up against yeah. in all of these other guys? These guys have to match up against LeBron and AJ. Uh, this is the, yeah. a series about how are the Lakers going to beat the Heat? This is all about what can the Heat do to even win one game, two games. Let alone on, the, on that one, Jeff, because I think, again, Lakers are overwhelming favourites, right? And me and Sai, we did a preview pod for, for Miami, Boston. I think we we both saw it going to seven. We saw it as tight. And we kind of talked about who has the best player in the series. I think I said Jimmy. Um, Sai said Tatum. I think we were both proven wrong in that across the six games, Bam came out of it stronger than everybody else. Bam Adebayo came out of it stronger than anybody else. Okay, Canyon, as a Laker fan, yeah, existing Laker fan anyway, because obviously Jeff ain't that invested no more. Um, who do you fear most on the Heat? That's always an interesting one to me. Like, as a fan, who do you just think, fuck, I don't want this guy with the ball in his hands? Bam, if I'm being very honest, because I know you were saying it's a Jimmy versus LeBron thing, but I think the most important, like you said, is Bam, because well and truly, he's got arguably the biggest challenge of any of the any of the, what's it called, any of the heat, because he's got three legit big men who are going to be thrown at him. And not all of them are in their prime. You've got AD, fantastic defender in his own right, but are going to try and save him on offense most of the time. You've got Dwight, who can throw his body around and can still very much move. And you've got JaVale as well, who's still a very serviceable big man. So he's got three very legit matchups in a situation he's never been in before. And mm. so he's got way more of a problem because, like you said, all good things go through Bam. And... If it has, to, if he wants to keep it that way, he's gonna to have to try and at one point deal with the semantics of Dwight, and then or deal with obviously the length of Javale and AD. And as great as Bam is, we do also remember he's quite undersized for his position. 
he's more physical than Jokic, of course, but he's very undersized for position. What's he like? Six nine, six six eight, six nine. He's a, he's a big six nine. He's a big six nine. Do you, know, do you know what else people forget Bam's about? A big boy. It never gets mentioned, by the way, like ever. I, a couple times, but it never gets mentioned. You, you've alluded, like you've you've given us a bailout as a Celtic uh, by saying, "Yeah, well, Tames twenty two, Browns twenty three, rare, rare, rare." Bam at about was like twenty three years old. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I think the veteran leadership that Dev, or that which is so cliche, is very different on the Celtics than it is the Heat. Like the best player on that team is Jimmy Butler. He might not look at every night. He says, "Gets his hard 20, yeah. but everyone knows he's the man. If I look at the, if I look at the Celtics, the best player is Tatum. But if I look past that, who would you say is like the the man? I know. Tatum. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I guess uh, my point is just, I guess, yeah. Okay, cool. Bang can defer a little bit defensively. Iggy can take over a matchup yeah, and be exactly. really shrewd with it, and he can defer to Jimmy and Tyler offensively. But he still has a lot on for a 23-year-old who last year well. was barely even a starter, like for half True. the season maybe started or something. I think Spo has something to do with that as well. Like Brad Stevens has been to conference finals before, but he came up against Ty Lue, but he basically came up against LeBron. That's very different. Mm. Spo has been here to 24, maybe four years in a row when he was with the Heat. He's been in the mm. finals before. And obviously the Heat organisation is a fantastic organisation, very good at developing youth players, of course. So I think his guidance of BAM, of course, along with like their veteran leaders, let's say the Crowder, the Road Dogs, Crowder and Butler, has put them in a much better stead, I think, coming into this than, let's say, the Celtics. But yeah, I think Bam's probably the, not probably the scariest proposition because well and truly, AD's our best player. He's been playing like the best player. We all know it's whatever is the bronze team, but we're not going to be here without AD, if we're being very honest. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Butler versus LeBron, in my mind, that's really just... In the background, just there. The, the X series. Yeah, it's AD. It's all AD, and he's I got. Think the, like I said, I mentioned last post, sorry, that he's got the pressure of saying, "Okay, cool. If I don't perform, LeBron's got no help. Oh, AD again." But at the same time, he's also got that thing that Rondo and LeBron, like you were saying, like, "Listen, yeah, it's a one-off. This you're not not many people get here all the time, but listen, I've been here before, so make sure you appreciate this." And worst case, it's not like he's leaning on a nobody. I know it's a 35-year-old LeBron, but worst case, if AD, AD's having a moment, let's say a stretch four minutes in the game, he can't hit that, and he's going maybe two or seven or whatever, LeBron is there. Worst case, he can, let's say, take over, or at least maybe be a more focal point on the offense, because more often than not, AD's touching the ball every single offense at some point. That's a given. Him and LeBron are going to touch it. Morale, just a quick one for you. Like Having watched this, obviously, dominated discussion, it's been AD, Bam, Jimmy, LeBron, boom, 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 but... There's a lot of other men on the floor who are going to have to have some say. And you've had Tyler Harrell with a breakout game. You've had uh, Caldwell Pope hitting his threes again in these playoffs. You've had Caruso with a big game-changing block. You've had Kuzma getting decent minutes and, and actually been defending league quite effectively. You've had uh, you've had uh, fucking Duncan Robinson torching the Celtics. Outside of the big hitters, who do you think? Depth-wise, has more going for them because I think like like Miami, Miami, I think, like, I think Jeff, I think... but, but like like Jeff said, like it's become a thing of oh the Lakers are bums, but really they yeah okay cool haha shit roster all jokes and that, but really they've they've done their thing like in these playoffs a lot of the guys they have, but I think if you're, looking, if you're looking at the other guys, it's going to be Miami. You've got you've got Tyler Hero, you've got Goran Dragic, and you've got uh, 
Duncan Robinson. You've got shooters, first of all, which we did for really well. You've got Tyler Hero, who there's something I was listening to a pod the other day, and somebody mentioned that the, the gap they had between um, the bubble and obviously when they last played, it was almost like an off season. And it's almost like these guys have come back and they're not, it's their, he's not even in his rookie season anymore. He's come back and is in his second season now because skill development, as you all know, uh, players don't really improve so much from playing game in, game out. They mainly develop during the off-season where they get to develop skills that they then get to apply throughout the season. So you've got Tyler Harry, you've got Goran Dragic, man. He's 34, 35 years old, man. And he was carving guys up off the dribble. The angles he works to get into the pain, I think... Yeah, I think the Lakers are actually overmatched on the perimeter, to be honest with you. Well, we've seen that. We ever say we said that with with Portland, we've got Dame and CJ who I don't care twice. There's the two. Guard. There's two. But they've got, they've got Miami, got, Miami got three. Miami got three guys who are gonna who can shoot forty percent. They can shoot forty percent from three. So I think that that extra man makes them just that much more of a trickier proposition than any of the teams you faced up to now. Denver, Hit. Denver had Murray. But then you look yeah, outside yeah. Murray and you're looking at uh, Jeremy Grant. I need you to... Jeremy Grant. Porter Jr. We're looking for you to, to, to make some shots. In some games he will, in some games he won't. Yeah. And um, Houston, well, Houston, you know how it goes. They come and go with Harden. Uh, Westbrook obviously wasn't, wasn't at his best. And beyond that, well, you've got the ghost of Eric Gordon. So I think we should not rule out Miami's... Miami's 100%, but I don't think the people that Miami have are much better than what we face, of course. And the thing is, the, the reigning theme throughout this playoffs, our defense is great. The offense will get by with LeBron and AD. But how will we deal with these three-point shooters? How will we deal with these mm. perimeter guys? And I, to be fair, I think they've passed the test quite well. And they have. I don't think they're going to see anything, in my mind anyway, bar AD and LeBron. Like, Murray's probably been the best player in these playoffs. If you if you really think about, it. I think personally, Murray, Jokic, yeah, yeah, I could, I could but yeah, it'd be him. It'd probably be him from what he was doing, especially in the later rounds, putting them on his back. So I think for him, I don't think they're gonna see. They'll probably see maybe a bit more craftiness, probably a bit more off-ball movement. But in terms of like what they've seen in front of them, they've not. I think they'll be fine considering what they've just come from. For me, like, though, this is the best defensive team that the Lakers have come up against as well. For, yeah, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. That, that for me is an X factor because both, well, the Lakers are going to eat off of transition buckets if they're given a chance to. Um, Miami can too. They can run if they need to and they're good in half court. So you've got more, more ways on offense that I can see the Heat providing a, a challenge as well as on defense, they're the best matchup as well. So Yeah, we barely mentioned Tyler Hero who's Obviously, had the brilliant playoffs, um, and I, I feel like if he has a really good series, then it becomes more of like a 60-40 uh, matchup as opposed to maybe a 75-25, maybe 70-30 if you're feeling generous. What do you think stops him from having a good series? Uh, to be honest with you, not much. Like, only himself, because not, none of the Lakers can guard him. I mean, uh, I, you switch him on to anyone, then he's going to cook him. Um, Buckets aren't that boy's problem. If anything, you just kind of hope that the moment doesn't suck him in. But where they they've got no fans around them. Right? No crowd. That's perfect for them. And I Mariah, guess the only the only thing would be, if, could the Lakers put out a five where he struggles to really guard anyone? He's not a bad defender, but it's uh, not. Why he's it was a good defender. Oh, I, I was actually 
I it's actually watched it. Bro. I've heard people mention that you know, obviously, off ball. I think it happens to all young players. Like, even if you yeah, watch yeah, tape, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not great. It's like they have their lapses and what have you. But just one v one defending. There was actually a moment in game five, maybe six, where he played some ridiculous defense on Kemba. Kemba didn't hit. Mm, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was also six four, and Kemba's but what? Six, was, four, and he was... okay, like Tyler, you can really defend. Like I, I wasn't so sure about you, but you're you're game with it. You're not Duncan, who is game, but you can see like he's still. Yeah, yeah he needs to, he needs to the, come out. He needs to come out. Hero, if, Hero, Hero can really defend. He reminds me a little bit of um, DiVincenzo at the Bucks, actually, when it comes to that. You won't actually mm-hmm. think that until you try and get all of them one-on-one and you realise, oh, like this boy can defend. Well, yeah, so, Hero's closing every game at this point. So yeah. they clearly trust him to execute like that. But I'm just wondering if just because Lakers are physically something... Oh, so physically, yeah. I'm and just trying to post. think, there, there is a five, right? So if they were to go two big men and then LeBron, and then you've got a Kuzma, and then I don't know who that fifth would be that could maybe get get, get sat in on it. Yeah, it'd be Rondo, or, um, yeah, it'd be Rondo yeah. For sure, I agree, especially in the post. And I, I think a lot of the series will hinge on on um, LeBron being able to get his switches against certain guys. So the, yeah. the main three are always going to be Dragic, Hero, and Robinson. If he's able to switch onto those guys consistently within the course of the series, then you expect him to fill up his boots. Just based on size, Dragic ain't going to be able to move. He's much bigger than than, than all three of them. Um, but the other two in particular just can't guard him. Um, so, yes, I, I do think on switching they're going to try and abuse those guys. But what I don't think is that Hero at any point will be unplayable on D. Uh, and the, what he's going to give you on offense is gonna be huge like Miami are gonna need that he's the only guy in the Miami offense that I yeah, think exactly. can give the ball to him and just say yo like get me a bucket cool. like get yeah. me. Yeah. can get you a bucket but it's more crafty and you're kind of hope not hoping because he's gonna yes. get the bucket but it's more crafty like you can give Hero the ball at the top of the key with like two seconds to go well, not two seconds but four or five seconds to go and say bro like do something like I'm tired of you I'm saying like he's got that X factor in his offense and the way he shoots the way he dribbles wherever it might be where he can get to his spots and get you that 1v1 type bucket that maybe if you watch Jimmy over the course of a game, you'll see that he struggles a lot more in terms of getting spots because he's not that much of a natural scorer compared to a hero, whoever it might be. So hero for me is the, the X factor for Miami. If he's able to have a good series, even if he has three out of seven good games, I think Miami can potentially, potentially win the series. Again, I don't think they have much of a chance but it genuinely depends on maybe three or four things. You know, can Bam have a good series? Can Jimmy have a good series? Can Duncan Robinson have two or three games? Going to line with one of those games where LeBron's shot isn't necessarily falling. Those layups yeah. are, are banging yeah. off the rim. Yeah, go for you exactly. If they have enough games where everything goes for them, they have a chance. But they need one consistent in the whole the the, the course of the series, especially scoring wise. It's going to have to be Hero. It's most likely going to be Hero of anyone on that team. You just have to work out if you really trust a 20-year-old to say, it's the NBA Finals, I'm still going to board up. Just just a quick one. If Miami do win, does Pat Riley rip his shirt off and celebrate in LeBron's face? Or... Yeah, I was going to say, this is <laughs> an under, under, underrated grudge match. Well, Instagram, Instagram yeah. message, similar to what David Griffin did. A couple more expletives, but... Yeah, yeah, this, is a, this is an underrated grudge match. Obviously, we all oh, know how we got straight into it, Mariah. We got straight into the, the matchups. We didn't even talk about just yeah. what this means for Miami as a franchise. I think. Yeah. So, in terms of Miami as a franchise, I was hearing you guys at the start. 
Miami have never faltered as a franchise. Even when LeBron left, I remember they made the playoffs. There's one year they beat Charlotte 4-3. There's a year they got knocked out by Toronto. There's another day. They, like, they consistently made the playoffs. They've done it the right way, innit? They've done it the right way. I think Pat Riley's always going to know, and people in the league always know, like Miami always going to be a, a player for anyone in free agency. So all you have to do is kind of stay competitive because if there's any team in the league where you can go, you know how Kawhi basically said, all right, cool, the Clippers had like a, a perfect supporting cast based on what he did last year. Yeah. Um, so I'll let me go there kind of thing. Um, with Miami, anyone's going to watch Miami over the course of a season and say, oh, they're always going to have like two or three pieces that if they add a superstar, then add one or two pieces after that, they'll be right in the mix. Like that's how my uh, Pat Riley's set up for like the last... 15 years almost like they're always in the mix or one or two players away from being a really good team so i even when they were kind of like struggling to make eighth last year or whatever i still saw loads of signs that they're one guy away a couple years ago was paul george um i remember when jimmy was first available for trade um before he went to uh philly they won them as well like they're always they were, they were aggressive in the hayward talks actually and this hayward. is again you gotta remember, this is this is Utah right. Haywood, so that's a big game changer for someone before the so, leg break and everything. I think there's a lot of revisionism around Utah Haywood. Like he was nice, but at the same time, no, don't get me wrong, he was nice and get a bucket, but I definitely think, obviously, I but, think I think he was nice, but he was what 27. So I think it was assuming he could reach something else. Yeah. It, 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 I think that was the thing. Right? I, I don't but, think yeah. he was unlikely because he I wasn't mean, really standing out in the West, full of small forwards, even though he was yeah. trying his best, and it was Utah. Yeah, I think honestly, Jeff, I disagree. I think Miami are, are, are lucky. They they made some moves. They didn't quite work. Uh, last five years, three times they didn't qualify for the playoffs. Um, luckily, uh, Portland took that Hassan Whiteside. That was a real albatross contract. Like, what the hell are you? Uh, bro, you, you, no, no, no. Come on, man. Uh, nah, Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, shit, man. He's no, you can not. definitely move that contract. I can see, Someone's going yeah, because he's a center can rebound that can block. Like he even, yeah, even he's really black now, he still led the league in blocks. And I can see why they gave him. Like he was seven foot playing in China for some obscure reason, whatever. Made it back in the league. And I don't know what year it was, halfway through, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, God, we've got a player here. And then he continued that, what, for one more year? Then he just said, hey, here's 100 million. Like, be our centerpiece, we'll fix stuff around you. Then they realized. Okay. Okay. Sorry, say that again, sir. I'm saying DJ Khaled helped him get that contract. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hanging out in the jacuzzis and that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think they're fortunate. They're and there was a period as well where they had Bosch. Obviously, blood clots took it took his career away. Mm. So as soon as they saw another big man who could block shots and rebound, that's like, oh, hold on a second, maybe. Man. But Mariah, but Mariah's point is right. Mariah's point is right. Is that like we we talk about these like well, Jeff has kind of talked about him like you know it's very calculated and long term and ah oh, it's paid off. Look, if you work backwards, yeah, this is Miami misfits, right? You got Harold. Harold was good coming out of college, but no one was really expecting him to no, block the playoffs like this year. I was going to agree on, on on the draft. Bam, 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 bam. They've really, really done well in on the draft. Uh, Crowder and Iggy are, are central pieces to, to their rotation now. Um, uh, buyout moves. Jimmy in free agency, game changer, but only a year in. Duncan Robinson, another project. Uh, Dragic's cool. He's been knocking about for a little while, but like that, the whole core of their team is kind of out. Of not Kendrick Nunn, who did really well in the in the in the season again, like a rookie. 
Like they've kind of just fallen into this stuff. I mean, Hero and Nun are two anomalies for that because Nun, well and truly, should have been a lottery pick if it wasn't for his personal problems. If we're being very honest, he had his little issue at Illinois. There's that, and Hero as well. I think as well, like you probably obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing, but if we're being very honest, the people that were taken above him probably a bit more athletic. So they were discussing that in the draft at this point in time. Private month. Um, if you watched him uh, under Calipari, with all due respect to Tyler Hero, you would have never assumed he was going to be this. So Pat Riley defo lucked out, and I'll say he lucked out in the draft and generally does because he doesn't actually care about it. Like when Miami get um, a gem in the draft, I'm often not too sure how much Riley even had the input in it because he doesn't seem like he cares about the draft. Like, so they're guy, more about the free agents, yeah? More free agency and just understand that we're in Miami, to be honest with you. Like, we don't have to do too much. Like, build a solid organization and show you that you can come here and both work and play. But they definitely lucked out a little bit in terms of Hero because he slid down the draft, I agree. But at the same time, he wasn't anything like he is now. Um, but we get that with a lot of Kentucky players, though. So I think that shouldn't be taken like, against him. For example, De- Devin Booker. No one knew this was going to happen. Like, you know... Yeah. No, we, we are, we, we've got to be asking last, questions about John Calipari, to be honest. Come back to what I was saying. You can say what you, say, you, you want to say about Hero. However, still massive player development to get him to this point. Bam, yes. is, Bam was... Bam was they, they saw Bam... What Bam is doing now in terms of the point forward thing, he wasn't doing in, in Kentucky. He was a different type of player. Energy guy, rebounds. So, They've turned him to something else. Again, that's player development. Um, say what you like, but Duncan Roberts was playing Juco ball. Like, these are guys that have come from the mud. Like, they, they weren't supposed to pick them up. They brought these guys in, guys like Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, he went undrafted. He was supposed to be a lottery pick, but whatever. They brought these guys in regardless, however. Developed them as players. DJJ, um, Derek Jones Jr., other guys like that. They brought in, made them into solid cogs in their offense. Guys that are going to be good pieces when it comes to trading them to maybe get another big player in the whatever it might be. And all of that is calculated. You can't necessarily say that. A lot of it's luck, but you make your own luck. And at the same time, building a solid organization basically going to trickle to every corner of it. Do you see what I'm saying? And Riley builds it from the core. And of course, you're going to you can tell they've been lucky with, with a few of their, their, their picks. I think they've been calculated to be competitive, but not, I don't think they're expecting everything to gel this world as quickly. Like, that was just... Yeah, not, like a, I, 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 of course, he's not a mind reader. I doubt anybody did. I, even me, personally, when they went on their run at the start of the season, I thought it was going to fizzle out. It's come to this point, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I didn't think it was going to end up in the finals run, but I'm not shocked that it's come this far. I However, you. I hear you. it's... Um, Definitely premature, but if you look at their team, they're actually primed for it. In fact, the route, the moves they made before the All Star break, Crowder and Iggy were designed to push them over the edge. Like yeah. we're here to actually get to the finals. I hear, you, I hear you. I see. I, I see yeah. that. I see that. I think, um, and and they're kind of bubbling around and thinking if if Giannis stays at Milwaukee, they'll they'll probably try and make a run for him. Um, not that, so well, that's the move everyone's saying. He's going Silicon Valley, man. He's got a young crowd now. He's, he ain't trying to be in the strip club. But before, <laughs> before we wrap up, I want to go around and get you guys' predictions for this, this series. I'll start with you, Sai. So, yeah, what's your prediction, sir? 
I want to say Miami in six, but that's a long time. <laughs> 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 I, I was going to say yes, You just laughed that down. <laughs> I want to say it, but I can't, I can't with a straight face. Yeah. I, got, I got the Milwaukee uh, prediction right, though. I did say <laughs> they beat them in five. So I'm hanging on to that. Um, but I, I think with Milwaukee, say, we, saw, we saw the clear, the blueprint to beat Milwaukee was there all season, isn't it? Well, I think, you know what? We, listen, I, I, wish, I wish we were, we were bigger at the time because this podcast fucking got the Milwaukee-Miami series bang on. That is the most yeah. right we collected. Hey, Morale, did I not say, did I, I've been saying it for time, bro. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, we, we saw it, we saw it. You see it, it was so obvious. It was yeah. so obvious the whole season long. I was like, oh, as soon as he changed, he changed his name from Ade Takumbo to Ante Takumbo. Ade Takumbo. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was already in the stars so when he, when he no went to... talk about that at all. He went from there, he went from there. That was, that was the start, mate. They only gave him a passport when he became an all-star. He bounced him out to remind him. He only got that when he was an all-star, so... It depends no, on you. You're changing your name. If you're Eurocentricizing your name at like 10, okay, cool. Man was a fully grown adult. He was, he was a fully grown man. They were calling him Ade Tukumbo in the league. They were. To Ante. Wait, hold on. They were calling him Ade Tukumbo in the league. Yeah. First year. Then he got his passport and changed it. They wow. gave him the passport and he said, yes. Oh, wow. And what, hold on. Was the spelling on his jersey different? Yeah. Nasty. Nasty business. We'll have to do. We'll have to do a pod on that. Just and, that, and that alone. To, to to touch on that, remember when I said that I use Jimmy Butler as the like litmus test for these men's character. Yeah, coming up with them like that's some that's some half heart bullshit, man. He's not going to the Miami Heat. Um, for me, for me, I do I do genuinely feel like the Heat have taken this whole bubble situation more seriously than anyone else. I. I feel like Jimmy Butler's carted out all of them plush mattresses, replacing them with some pissy mattresses, oh, t- taking everybody's stuff. food, giving them ramen noodles, taking their soap, all of that. Them man smell like piss and pork. They're winning the shit in seven. That's it. That's what you I'm saying. Seven now. From six to seven. Oof. You yeah. don't actually don't believe it. It's Miami, is, Miami is seven. <laughs> Listen, don't Jeff, it's it. difficult don't. to bet against LeBron, man. Like, Sai doesn't, he doesn't want to, in it, but he, he has to. It's Sai, man. Sai has to come with that, and I respect it. Uh, Kay, your face says it all, but uh, can we get a prediction for this series, please, sir? It's a tricky one because I know what I think will happen, but there's that little bit of doubt where you've heard the X Factor of Bam, the X Factor of Hero, but it all needs to align. But I'm just going to bring it back to the fact that. Yeah, we were the one seed at the time. They were the fifth, whatever, even after the run. So I want to say 4-2, Lakers. Cool. Uh, yes. What are you saying? Uh, What's your prediction, sir? Well, listen, it hurts to admit it. I'll be honest, because uh, I obviously got my little background up and uh, I could have had something else. But I thought I'll keep the 17 banners up because I don't think we're going to be the only team to have 17 banners this time next month, sadly. Come to death row, baby. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not looking good. I think, for, do you know what? Do you know what? All I've heard every year, everyone, rule of thumb is you need a top five player to win uh, in the NBA. You need a top five player to win the chip. I think it would be better for basketball and the NBA in general if Miami can take this because, like, you've just got crap around two superstars and they somehow get it done. 
I think it would be amazing for Miami to win this to sort of wake people up to the fact that, look, you don't have to crowbar max contracts in if they don't fit and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but I don't see it happening, to be honest. <laughs> you don't believe it. <laughs> don't see it happening. Um, I think basketball needs it, but uh, no, nah, I think it's no. Lakers in six, man, and it pisses me off to say it. But they're just cunts, bruv. And they'll just fucking do it somehow. Um, basketball to the EuroLeague, man. This is, this is death row, baby. We're <laughs> oh, <laughs> all about the drip. They can run the plays and the high sets and whatever, yeah? This is America, baby. Did you yeah, not see that Trump, America, that Trump baby. Biden? That this, Trump this Biden is all Listen, we don't need Showtime Lakers, baby. We don't, we don't care about good for You see what they're yeah. doing in the, the presidential debates. That's what's happening in the highest office in the land, yeah? This is yeah, Showtime, man. Where do you think the league is it's going? Vin will get all around uh, the country. Uh, LeBron's glue that's sticking the patch of hair on, like we saw J- Trump's uh, track on the side <laughs> of his head. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 yeah, we won't talk on that too much. And last but not least, Jeff, uh, what's your prediction for this series, sir? I was just listening to Yas and that idealistic nonsense that you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's America, baby. Um, <laughs> Bro, I'll be shocked if the Lakers drop this series somehow. I'll be shocked if they drop two games. This reminds me a lot, not stylistically, but it reminds me a lot of um, the first finals I actually remember heavily, which is 9 Lakers uh, magic. Um, One team is heavily favoured. The other team, it's like, you guys are talented, man, but do you have enough? We're going to watch that series, bro. And it's going to be four games where they're going to be tight and one blowout. I think five games. Um, it'll be one of those series where it could potentially go six. If it goes five, every single game in that series will be a dog fest bar one. Like 2009, if you guys remember or watched it, like it was a gentleman's sweep, but two of the games went to overtime. One of them, Courtney Lee messed up in uh, a rim at the buzzer. With, uh, sorry, a layup at the buzzer at the rim. We should have won game two for the Magic. They won game three, lost game four in overtime, then got blown out in game five. I can see something similar along those lines there where Miami, they're dogged, they won't die, even at 3-1 or whatever it might be, but it's just too much. It's a, it's a step too far. The Lakers are too good. The Lakers are better than you guys are making out as well, especially in these in the bubble. I've realised they're actually a really good team. Like defensively, they're well coached. Um, yeah. Offensively, they run really good sets. And when their players are hitting shots, they actually look like a really, really well-oiled unit. Like, they're not all-time great or anything near that even. But so far as, like, yeah. This well, is, the, the defense is well, what's really pushing them over here. Every, everything, defense yeah. and, um, and when they get those bigs in and they're sweeping everything that's coming off those boards, it gets real, real long for the, even when for the guys. Just stuff like um, matchups and how they're able to make adjustments to the rotation and what have you. It's like, that is a sign of being a good team. Like, how mm. deep those... What can you have to sort of like, especially in the playoffs, you can throw these X's and Y, X and O's at different things and whatever. Like, they have that there. They have the the personnel and the type of personnel to switch it up. They have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Not a lot of teams have that, especially top teams. And I think you guys are probably being a bit disparaging about them. Keith Morris, bring up Mark Keith Morris, yeah. Two hard fouls. They don't know what to do. They're in disarray. Yeah, it happens every game. game. Two hard fouls, little pushing and shoving, all of a sudden. Here's come loose. Dwight is the new enforcer of that team. Dwight goes around bullying people. I'm like, yo, Dwight, I don't remember this boy. I'm telling you, he's really using them shoulders. I'm telling you, he's really. But 
listen, I respect Dwight, and he's gonna have him and Bam are gonna have some battles. And obviously, Bam is in better shape. Than battle, him. for real. But it's gonna be a beautiful battle between Bam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really interested to see that. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. So we'll, we'll all be watching tonight, uh, lads. Yas is already gone. I want to thank Yas for his time, but I guess I'll do that in his absence. Sai, always a pleasure. Kay, good to have you on again, bro. Uh, Jeff, you should do this more often, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the watch now. All right, lads. Uh, nice one. I want to thank you for your time and just take care, man. All right, Peace. Man. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.